0: Welcome to today's edition of the Bible Class. Our teacher, Dr. Kenneth C. Hill, is teaching from the New Testament book of John. You may send your questions by email through our website at whcbradio.org. That's whcbradio.org. Or you may mail your questions to the Bible Class. Care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bloodville, Tennessee, 37617. And now, Here is Dr. Hill with today's lesson.
1: Welcome to the Bible class. We're in the gospel according to John chapter 12. We stopped last time at verse 43. I'd like to mention that we did have a character study of these friends of Jesus there in the beginning part of chapter 12. Actually the character study was better of Mary and Martha than it was of Lazarus. Lazarus is still there as a figure of resurrected power, showing forth the power of Almighty God through Jesus Christ, the very God the Son. But we also have a character study of Judas uh, as well in those verses. We saw Mary anointing the feet of Jesus, we saw Martha cumbered about with much serving we saw Judas saying why wasn't this money spent for the poor instead of for the uh, alabaster box of ointment spikenard Martha served and she served and served the um, place of this was apparently uh, Simon uh, the leper's house Jesus and Lazarus are the honored guests so Martha served as she always had she was a servant and she continued in her service quite a worker would be a wonderful church worker uh, this day Mary was a worshiper and so she worshiped at the feet Of Jesus now here in John we see that she anoints Christ's feet but in Matthew and Mark they record how she pours the ointment on his head evidently she does both she anointed him for his burial Christ said there would be no time for the anointing of the body of Christ after his death Judas did what he did best as well. We've got Martha serving, we've got Mary worshiping, and we've got Judas coveting. Judas was coveting the money that had been spent by Mary on the ointment. 300 denarii, or pence, as it says here in the King James. 300 denarii was almost a full year's wages. If you'd worked 300 days, you would have earned 300 denarii, and so here Judas is coveting a year's wages. The other disciples evidently agreed with Judas, but It was not because of their covetousness apparently as much as it was their desire to not be wasteful John portrays Judas as a thief he had the bag he had the box he had the treasury he was treasurer and so he was the one that kept the money I uh, think that's one reason why we in uh, in the church always are concerned about who the treasurer is and do they have covetous designs on what's going on oftentimes the bookkeeper the treasurer in a church setting will decide that they know best how to spend the money because it goes through their fingers figuratively speaking however that's of course not the case and here it was that judas was a malevolent individual he was a sinful man he was filled with covetousness unless you start painting a picture of every treasurer in the church as being this way you better stop that right now the truth is there are a lot of good people in every church and there are a lot of bad people in every church because you see What is a good person? A good person is one that is godly, by definition. And how does one become godly or good? By placing their faith in Jesus Christ and by living for Christ on a moment by moment, daily basis. Well, then, who's a bad person? That's all of us. And that's all of us, especially before we come to faith in Jesus Christ. And so the church is filled with both good and bad, or saved and unsaved, if you will. And it's important for us to know the difference. But here we have a character study of Judas, a covetous man, Martha, a servant, and Mary, a worshiper. Now you can be all of those things or none of those things. I think I'd rather be a servant and a worshiper than I would be a covetous person. The Lord has a way of working through Our sins and helping us. Not only does he forgive us, but he helps us to forsake our sins. Obviously Judas didn't want to do that. He was around the Master for for over three years and never gave up his covetousness. How sad. We've also seen in this passage of Scripture the triumphal entry of Christ, or so-called triumphal entry, where he comes into Jerusalem on the foal of an ass, an ass is colt. Uh, this is a donkey of sorts. It's not called a donkey; it's called an ass. That's the official name of it. And this animal was an animal of burden, but this foal or colt had never had a burden placed upon its back yet. Had never been ridden. Had never. Uh, taking a sack of flour or sack of meal or anything on its back. It was inexperienced, and uh, it was uh, just a, a young animal. So a king would ride such an untrained beast when he was on a mission of peace, and the reason for that was the animal was not always going to obey the commands of the king. And so when a king would ride such a beast, this little donkey type animal, then that was a mission of peace. Now when the king would ride a beautiful, mature, trained horse, he was seen as being on a mission of war. And if you look in Revelation chapter 19 verse 11, you'll see the Christ, the Son of the Living God, jesus himself on that uh, beautiful white horse coming for war revelation 19 and verse 11 here christ is coming in peace and they were yelling in hebrew hosanna which is save now they were looking for their king to save them now. Now Jesus taught them that unless the wheat falls into the ground, the corn of wheat, uh, then it would die. Otherwise it would bring forth much fruit. And uh, so it died in the ground and brought forth much fruit. He also told them that uh, the judgment of the world Uh, was going to be the casting out of the prince of this world in verse 31. And then verse 32 is the verse that many of us have learned over time. And it's the one that he told them more than once. And here we have it again in verse 32 of chapter 12. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. And this was said signifying what death he should die. Oh, I almost uh, missed in our synopsis of this chapter the Father speaking audibly to his Son. God the Father spoke and said, I have both glorified it, that is his name, and will glorify it again. And people standing around said it thundered, Others said it was the voice of God. Indeed, it was the voice of God, and it was the voice of God clearly speaking to his Son. Now, Jesus was teaching them that it would not be long, and it would not be, because this is just a matter of days now before his crucifixion. Notice how quickly we've moved in the book of John toward the crucifixion of Christ, toward his reason for coming into this earth. Verse 42. um, Let's begin there. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. Folks were seeing the truth. Folks were understanding the truth. They were starting to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, but, verse 43, they did not confess him because they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. And that's where we finished last time. They love the praise of men more than the praise of God. In your hearts, in your heart of hearts, in the depths of your heart, who do you love? Who do you love? Do you love the people around you and the praise that they can give you, or do you love Almighty God through His Son, Jesus Christ? Verse 44, Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me believeth not on me, but on him that sent me, and he that seeth me seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken the same shall judge him in the last day. This goes back to John chapter 3, where Christ was speaking to Nicodemus. And we're told that God did not send Christ into the world to condemn the world, because the world was condemned already. The world without Christ is condemned already. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He he gave uh, me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that His commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Christ could with assurance say he had followed his Father's directions. He had followed his Father's commandment. He had followed without failure. He had followed the will of the Father. I know you try, and I try, to be faithful at every turn. We want to be as God would have us to be, to be godly people. And yet, I cannot. uh, I cannot say with assurance, I've done everything God would have me to do in this life. I would be foolish and a liar if I said so. I am forgetful, I am vile at heart, and I must have the righteousness of Christ and the guidance and empowering of the Holy Spirit to be able to do anything that's good, and to do anything that God has planned for me to do in his divine will. Christ is the only person that ever walked on this earth that can say with assurance, I know that I have done everything the Father has sent me to do. Now that was up until that time, and he would complete his uh, commands of God, of, of God his Father. He'll complete those by going to the cross, and it's just about to happen. Chapter 13. This is the last celebration of the Passover that Christ would celebrate with his disciples. And it begins at verse 1, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. You know, that would make a great sermon in and of itself. I'll try not to spend the rest of the time preaching on this one verse. However, Jesus knew that his hour was come. He knew that he was going to be with the Father in glory. And he loved these that his Father had given him, and loved them unto the end. Now, what is the end? The end of the age? The end of days? The end of eternity he's already promised them I will never leave you nor forsake you and he loves us till there is no more and according to God's plan there will always be eternity there's always more verse 2 and supper being ended the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot Simon's son to betray him Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God, he riseth from supper, and laid aside his garments, and took a towel, and girded himself. Now when it says, he riseth from supper, they had a way of reclining when they were eating. Uh, I've tried it. I don't do it very well. But uh, that's how their custom was. They didn't have the, the raised chairs and tables that we enjoy. And uh, so they would lie on uh, pillows or on uh, some sort of uh, mat uh, and recline with their heads toward the table and their arms toward the table so they could eat. Um, he riseth from supper. So he got up laid aside his garments. Now, what kind of garments were these that he would lay aside? These would be the outer garments. This would be the um, uh, the cloak, if you will, that he would probably still have had on. And he took a towel and girded himself. He wrapped that towel around his waist and used that, uh, would be using that, uh, when he completes this action that he's going to be doing. Now, notice after that he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. So he put the water into the wash basin and then washed the disciples' feet. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Now, Peter was always plain spoken and always out of turn, or many times was out of turn, at least at this, port, at this point in his following of Christ. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not thou hast no part with me now that's pretty plain if you don't let me wash your feet I've got nothing to do with you Simon Peter saith unto him Lord not my feet only but also my hands and my head first he said no you can't wash my feet then he said wash me all over wash me all over. If my feet have to be washed for me to be part of what you're doing, wash me all over. I want to be completely immersed in what you have going on. Jesus saith to him, he that is washed needeth not, save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. And he was speaking there, and some commentators say that When he said, you're clean but not all, he was speaking of Judas. Judas was not clean, Judas was unclean, Judas was a sinner in the midst, a traitor in the midst. Uh, Others would say that he was speaking to us as human beings and to Peter in his human state, that he was indeed righteous through his faith in Christ, but he was not totally cleansed from that carnal self, that human self, that fleshly self, That created problems Uh, whichever commentary you wish to follow you may but uh, you may follow both of those at the same time if you wish but the point here is that Christ said I only need to wash your feet for he knew who should betray him therefore he said ye are not all clean that's where the commentator gets it you say man that makes it pretty clear do you see how easy it is to understand Scripture when you read the next verse? It's always
0: important to stay in the Scripture. Thank you for joining us today for this edition of the Bible class with Dr. Kenneth C. Hill. You may reach us by email by going to our website, WHCBRadio.org, and sending us an email on the Contact Us link. That's WHCBRadio.org. If you prefer to use the Postal Service, Our address is The Bible Class, WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Blountville, Tennessee, 37617. That's The Bible Class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Blountville, Tennessee, 37617. You may also call us at 423-878-6279. Until our next Bible Class program, we are trusting that the Lord will richly bless you as you serve him.